So I'm not in the greatest mood right now because the Florida Gators just beat my Georgia Bulldogs today. Again. But that's okay. We got to move on because we have to talk about the election. Oh. And this episode is dedicated to a certain kind of person. Yes. You know who you are. I'm listening. Yes, that type of person that's been having a lot of doubts lately. <gasps> Me? Maybe the mainstream sheep are beginning to convince you to abandon your once proud pledge to vote for yes. The noble third-party candidate. Oh, my God, that's Maybe me. they've used their fear tactics on you, and you've started to think, hmm, maybe I should consider voting for Candidate X, because I really don't want Candidate Y to I win. Mean, he does want maybe to make America finally great been brainwashed by the media to believe in the misconception of a wasted, wasted vote. And now you're starting to think about just giving up altogether on trying to fight the two-party oligarchy. Well give up. I know who you are. You don't know me. Because I have felt these feelings too. Feelings. And historically, as election day draws near, support for third-party candidates tends to eh, decrease. And the same has happened in this election cycle as support for Gary Johnson and Jill Stein has dropped by about 3 to 4 percentage points over the past few months. But have no fear because I'm here to motivate you Let's to go, go out Let's and go. vote for a candidate and not against a candidate. That's why today I'm giving you four, yes, four reasons why you should still vote for a third-party candidate in 2016. Here they are. Reason number one. Because despite the beliefs of mainstreamers, a third-party candidate can win. Yes, I know this sounds like a strange and obscure concept, but believe it or not, if a third-party candidate gets more votes than anyone else running for president, he or she will actually be elected president. No way. Do you mean that it's actually technically possible for a third-party candidate to win the election? Yes! Believe it or not, there is no invisible barrier preventing a third-party candidate from winning the presidential election. Now, the mainstream sheep in the media would love for you to believe that a third-party candidate is technically prohibited from winning an election. You shall not pass. But the truth is that the United States Constitution does not even mention political parties nope. in the entire document. As a matter of fact, our first president, some guy named George Washington or something, Who? didn't even belong to a political party. He even warned Americans against the dangers of political parties in his farewell address. Like, that was the last thing he said, was like, be careful with these political parties, because they're dangerous. Whatever. So don't be discouraged, third partiers. Technically, the two-party system isn't even legitimate. So don't worry, if you vote, your third-party candidate can win. Reason number two. Because our election process is truly rigged. And I don't mean that in the sense that Donald Trump says it. I mean that our election process really is rigged. Wow. But only in favor of both 
major parties. You see, we have this thing called the Commission on Presidential Debates, which was created in the 1980s after President Jimmy Carter decided to go and whine about having to debate against both Ronald Reagan and third-party candidate John Anderson. President Carter threw such a fit that he refused to even step on stage if there was a lowly peasant third-party candidate present there that night. So the debate went on without President Carter, and Ronald Reagan and John Anderson went toe-to-toe in a death match. Not really. It was just kind of a regular debate. But we all know how the 1980 election ended with a landslide victory for Ronald Reagan. Of course, after that point, the two-party system oligarchy learned their lesson, and they decided to take over the debates. And that's exactly what they did. They created the Commission on Presidential Debates, a so-called nonpartisan commission in charge of organizing the presidential debates. But it turned out to be much less nonpartisan nah. and much more bipartisan, well. as only members from the two parties were allowed to serve on this commission. So can someone please explain to me how you're supposed to have a nonpartisan commission if you only have representatives from two major parties serving on that commission? Yeah, that's what I thought. You can't explain it because it's not nonpartisan. So the bipartisan commission on presidential debates decided to establish the 15% rule which required candidates participating in presidential debates to have at least 15% support in national polls. One of the problems with that, though, is that third-party candidates aren't included in the national polls. So how can you reach 15% support if you're not even included in the poll? Huh. Sounds like a mystery to me. Now we do have to acknowledge the fact that Ross Perot did get into the presidential debates in 1992. But that was only because he had 20% support. I mean, if you deny a guy access into the presidential debates, if he has 20% support, then you're pretty much just broadcasting that you're corrupt. corrupt. And they didn't want to be obviously corrupt. They wanted to be secretly corrupt. So they had to let Ross Perot in in 1992. But what about 1996 when he ran again as a third-party candidate? Nah. Now, I'm not saying that there shouldn't be any qualifications for entering a presidential debate, but I do think the requirements need to be lowered. I mean, if you're popular enough to secure 5% support from the entire voting population of the United States, then you're probably a pretty major candidate. I mean, even 3% support isn't an easy thing to accomplish. But when it comes down to it, the Commission on Presidential Debates knows that the debates are key to being able to compete in the presidential elections. So potential third-party voters need to keep this in mind when casting their ballot this November. Reason number three. Because our great nation should have more than just two terrible, yes, terrible Terrible. options for president. Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton have managed to secure the highest unfavorable ratings of all time for presidential candidates. Let me say that again. All time. That means the entire history of our country. We've never had candidates 
for president of the United States more unlikable than Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. We have 324 million people in America. And I know incredible people in this country. I know people who are honorable, respected, intelligent, kind. I know people that are trustworthy. I know people who would represent our country extremely well. And yet, out of 324 million people, we somehow got stuck with quite possibly the two worst human beings on the entire face of the planet. So how did this happen? How can there not be any other options out there? I don't know. Well, newsflash. Fox News alert. There is. There are more than just two candidates running, and they belong to, yes, third parties. Ew. Most dissatisfied voters fail to realize that if they wouldn't waste their vote on a horrible candidate, our country could elect an honorable and trustworthy candidate. Imagine not having to gag while you cast your ballot this November. You actually don't have to imagine that because it's a reality. All you have to do is look beyond the media bias in our country and you can pull the lever for a good presidential candidate. Finally, reason number four. Because you believe in the message. I believe in the libertarian message. I believe in the idea of a limited federal government and a return to the constitutional rule of law. That's why I have chosen to vote for the Libertarian Party. And it sickens me that so many people have sold out to a party that no longer shares their beliefs and core principles. Sell out. And it's really a shame to find out how many people truly don't care about the issues. And instead, they focus on their team winning the game. I hate how this has become an election of voting for the lesser of two evils. Well, the lesser of two evils is still evil. Why can't people get that? So my request is simple. If you have supported a third-party candidate during this presidential election because you truly believe in his or her message, then you should continue to support that candidate. Don't let the mainstream sheep convince you that your vote will be wasted because the only vote that's ever wasted is a vote that is not cast. And believe me, our voices will be heard and together we can change the political future of our nation for the better this November. Before we go, I'd like to advertise something to you people. My wife and her sister hand make these incredible custom made wreaths and they sell them online on Etsy. They spend like countless hours working on these things. So if you're interested in a custom made wreath or a thank you card, then visit etsy.com slash lemonade. That's K-A-R-A-H-S lemonade on Etsy. All proceeds go to my seven month old baby. So check it out. I'm Greg Stevens, the Libertarian Millennial, and if you like the show, then you can subscribe to it anywhere you find your podcast. You can also read my blog post at thelibertarianmillennial.com and facebook.com slash thelibertarianmillennial. I'll see you guys next week.